Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We're again repeating one of the top stories. Jerry Lee Lewis is alive. As far as we know, <laughs> it was reported a few hours ago that he had passed away. Thanks, TMZ. They have retracted the statement and... Uh, we understand from his publicist, he's somewhere in Tennessee, 87 years old. It's one of those things. Not dead. Uh, the uh, final keyword of the day is about 15 minutes away. Uh, listen for what that word is. Then listen for the incomparable John Cobell to give you directions as to how you could win some money. Right? Mm-hmm. You have them ready? Okay. Yep. Standing by. Uh, we're going to talk now about the LA City Council uh, briefly, this part. They met uh, a couple of dozen protesters showed up, screamed and yelled, blocked the aisles. Paul Krikorian, the president, was threatening to remove them. The police stood there. It didn't happen. Uh, John liked the fact that the council members now are wearing headphones so they can hear each other and ignore the yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's uh, not a problem. They voted to censor yeah. the three council members who have been under fire now for weeks. It's so, Kevin DeLeon, Gil Cedillo, and Nuri Martinez. But, Why uh, would they censor her? She's already gone. Uh <laughs> I don't, I, uh, I don't understand the point of censure. I don't. I don't get it. It's their on-the-record disapproval of their cares, behavior. Cares what they think. I they, did you see this new crackpot? Current uh, Price. He's now the second in command. Yeah, he'll be the president. A lot was made out of that yesterday I, too. I, I, he really, he really did have two wives at the same time. I read a I read an article on it that Daniel Gus had written a few years ago. He really did. But did he, that wasn't a polygamy thing. Was it one of those no. things where he didn't follow through divorcing the first wife or something? He, no, right. It wasn't, it wasn't some weird religious cult. He just had a wife, never divorced her, and then got a second wife. Yeah, couldn't be bothered. Well, maybe <laughs> she was being difficult about it. Well, I so. just, I heard him in Deborah's News, though. Uh, it was uh, obnoxiously lecturing everybody. About, about morals? And- uh, about, yeah, well, about, you know, the terrible racism on the tapes and, yeah, you know, everything else. And it's like, buddy, sit down. You, you, yeah, it's almost time to leave this story. I, oh, it no. is. It, it definitely is. But uh, Except the, for this part. This part is about how much Kevin DeLeon wants to hang on to that council seat 
and it's all about the money. That's right. That was the first reaction I had. When he didn't resign right away, I said, well, let me look up what he makes. Well, NPR did quite a story today. In 2021, LA City Council members took home roughly $218,000 in pay. Uh, They got their information for the California State Controller's Office. There's more than just their base salaries. As city employees, they get about $66,000 a year towards their pensions. Holy crap. That is a tremendous amount of money. Be thrown in the pension every year? Every year. So if you hang in there for 10, 12 years. Wow. Sizable. Plus. plus. It's approaching a million dollars. Yes. And then then all the uh, return on investment. They get a car as well as meal and travel expenses. A car? I didn't know yeah. they had a car. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Daniel Gus did something about Nori Martinez's so car. They get she was cars, returning her car or something. And then they get meal and travel expenses. Do you know their base salary is 70000 higher than, than San Francisco and New York? They get more money than the governor does in a base salary. There's only 15 of them. They have more people to look after. Oh, my goodness. It's $35,000 a year more than Newsom's pay. This, this is, I mean, this is hysterical. Oh, they should resign immediately. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> they don't want to give this up. <laughs> if De Leon manages to, well, serve the rest of his two years of his term, taxpayers will pay him five hundred and sixty-eight grand in combined salary and pension. Yep. That's what's at stake, over a half a million dollars. Okay, so... Which one of you would quit? And as you like to say, what else is he going to do if he resigns? Well, well, yeah, what else is he going to do? Right now, he's too hot. Nobody would take him, not even a PR firm, right. which I and, joked about the other day. No, I, you know, and at, the, at, at these prices? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'd get a job as, you know, uh, stuff in grocery bags. I mean, apart from those. Oh, yeah, guys. but not to, as Tony Villar, we learned to, to keep his lifestyle up. His lifestyle. Remember, Tony Villar was leaving the mayor's office. They were worried right. about how he was going to pay for things because <laughs> he was used to an extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> but then he glommed on as a consultant to a couple of big banks and stuff. So I guess he made some money. One, Where are the women at, guys? One goof after another. And the thing is, they're all self-righteous. They're all full of themselves. They're all pompous and pontificating all day and night. I, it's just for Sadio. Well, he's got two more months of pay coming. It's about thirty-six grand. Not as much as Deleon, but you know he doesn't want to. He doesn't know what the future is. He will get a pension though. Yeah, he's sixty-eight already. Yeah, I mean and, he's still young enough to do something. Right. He seems like he's in good, good, uh, good health. And of course, this being NPR, the article likes to point out how much more they're paid versus the average person in their council district. <laughs> In De Leon's council district, the median household income is about 44000 You know something? 26% are living in poverty. All right, so he's got, he had 25,000 votes. That's all it took to win that seat, because hardly anybody in his district vote. The median income, the median is 44000 That means half the people in his district make less than 44000 And this is for a household. This is including all the adults working. 44,000. That's astonishingly low. That's that's really poor. Does, that's why do, do 25,000 okay, vote. Do they know, though, how much money he's cost them with all of his global warming tax increases? <laughs> they don't know that. 
He was the lead on some of this global warming nonsense that created all these taxes at the pump and on industry and on the oil and gas drilling that was passed down to us. He's cost them thousands of dollars. But n- nobody knows that. But they vote for him. Well, he's one of us. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 I mean, he's a crook. Apparently, from what we understand, he can stay if he wants. Even if they do affect a recall, that won't be for a while. And according to the city charter, as long as his office is carrying out duties for constituents, he's not considered to be uh, resigned or quit. They should recall him because he's a big reason gas in their district costs $2.50 more than the rest of the country. He's personally responsible. You could look up all the laws that he uh, that he shepherded through the Senate. I just remember SB fifty four, the Sanctuary State Bill. Yeah, because no. he was he was out front with that one, talking about his family members. Uh, they were what faking IDs, doing identity theft or yeah. something. Remember, he was talking about they've committed some of these quote so called crimes to survive. He was pushing for uh, SB fifty four as it affect criminals. All right, when we come back. First thing you're going to hear, almost, after John's voice, is your chance to win some money. It is the final keyword of the day for the cash inflation bonus money. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the yeah. iHeartRadio app. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Greenhouse Gas Reduction uh, Act, uh, De Leon, mm. <laughs> 2012. He authored it? Yep, Senate Bill oh. 535. Great. Uh, now let's go to Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. A teenage girl is... Ah, it's time again. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Credit. That's credit. C-R-E-D-I-T. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800-500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or SweetJames.com. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you. Drifted off. Tell Uh, them what to do. Um... Credit. Come on, Biden. Credit. That's what you enter to KFIAM640.com slash cash. Do not text. You'll be notified by email. Check your junk and spam folders and listen to KFI. Uh, they do it again tomorrow, starting in the 9 o'clock hour all the way through 520. Another keyword. Good going. Lost I'm sorry, focus. I'm, uh, I'm distracted by an ad for Jared Kushner's best-selling book, Breaking History, a White House memoir. Uh, yeah, I want to read that. I'm shocked to find out, like, I've been watching some of these uh, Celebrity Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune shows. Not only do I not know any of the celebrity contestants, they all have books. All of them are talking about books. The world of books just fascinates me. Well, you can self-publish now and and sell a lot on Amazon if you can get uh, publicity for yourself. I guess if you have a social media following, they might buy your book. Yeah, and they do. I mean, these people have hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people. So uh, they're bots. Get out of here. <laughs> Deborah Mark has bots following her. Oh, I'm sure. Deborah is a bot. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah bot. There we go. Uh, a verdict came down today out of Wisconsin. November 21st, 2021. A guy driving a, an SUV, a red Ford Escape, plowed through people at a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Six died, 61 injured. 
the man arrested. Remember this the guy that ran to like somebody's house and tried to hide there? Mm-hmm. Remember that couple that uh, <laughs> he just was banging on the front door asking for help like he was homeless? Uh, they didn't put two and two together right away, and then they realized this might be the guy the cops are looking for in the uh, the parade, uh, mowing down people at the parade. Uh, his name is Daryl Brooks. A couple of things happened with this trial. It took a while because he decided at the last minute to represent himself. Yep. And he was disrupting the court constantly to the point where several times... He had to be removed to an adjoining room and given like a headset and a monitor to follow the proceedings. He wanted to present himself as a sovereign citizen. Oh, we know that term, don't we, John? That was big on this show 10 or 20 years ago. Everybody was considering themselves a sovereign well, it's citizen. The ones, it's the ones who didn't want to pay taxes. It was part of the militia movement. And That's right. And they didn't recognize the U.S. government's uh, r- rule over their lives. Yeah. So you declared yourself sovereign citizen. You're like a self-governing. You're your own nation. That's right. You do not report to any government. They're all right. phony. I'm a sovereign citizen. So he was challenging the jurisdiction of the court over him because he's a sovereign citizen. And he kept yelling, provide me proof of your jurisdiction. But the judge in this case must have gone crazy trying well, to. <laughs> the judge actually provided proof. Oh, she did? Yeah, she issued a written ruling on the court's jurisdiction, explaining it to him. But he never accepted it. Well, she probably didn't want him to have any basis for an appeal, so she just went through the motions of trying to satisfy this mental patient. This was 76 charges. Uh, Yeah, 61 people were injured along with the six that were killed. First degree intentional homicide. Got guilty on everything. Everything. I heard a couple of uh, points he tried to make. He tried to convince the jury that this was not done on purpose. This was just a terrible accident. But you don't oh, yeah, act, yeah. you don't accidentally run over seventy six people. That's not possible. They they also charged him with they dropped the charges, but there were two domestic violence charges involving his ex girlfriend. But they did drop those. <laughs> there were originally like eighty something charges against him, but I, no. No, and remember what happened after this, and uh, I didn't really follow it up, but people said this should have been a hate crime, too, because these are all, like, older white people. Right, and he's black, yeah. Oh, if it was the reverse, it would have been a hate crime. Absolutely. It would have been covered as a racial hate crime by the media. Instead, this uh, this, uh, particular story became a footnote. Yeah, wasn't there a report at the time that he was running from something, which is why he jumped into the SUV and just fled, and he was in such a hurry that he didn't care that there were people on the parade route? I thought I remember seeing that, but I I don't remember what it was he was running from. Maybe it was the domestic violence situation. Yeah, nobody wanted to cover this thing once Uh, it happened. No, that was the complaint that that the media didn't care because the victims were white. Mm-hmm. That well, was one that of the was uh, yeah. This is t- uh, the 2021 Christmas parade. Yeah. So we're still in the uh, throes of the George Floyd result re- revolt. So this kind of crime would not be uh, considered worthy of national media coverage. Right. The judge in the case was Jennifer Durow. Uh, it took her 25 minutes to read the guilty verdicts on all 76 charges. <laughs> wow. Now, is he going to so, get the death penalty? I don't know. That was First Wisconsin. degree intentional homicide. I mean, what are they? It? Wisconsin. Maybe they do have a death row, but I don't, they don't execute anybody as far as I know. Yeah, I don't remember them coming up at all. No. 
Uh, he did not really react much. He just sat there with his head in his folded hands, his elbows on the table. So representing himself, is he now going to appeal oh, his own? does not have the death penalty. Come on. See? Oh. Apparently in the old days they did. Murder trials and hangings occurred uh, regularly back in the 1800s. In Wisconsin? In Wisconsin, yeah. Oh, the good old days. Yeah. 1853, though, they uh, they got rid of the death penalty. They, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, he kept uh, objecting. I remember I was following this for a while, standing up in court and just putting on a show. Object. Boy, an eight-year-old died. That's terrible. The sixth victim was an eight-year-old named Jackson Sparks. Not that I don't feel bad that the, the other victims are elderly and they died, but... Do you know why they got rid of the death penalty? No. It's a bizarre story. Uh, there was a new law in 1849. The death penalty would just be for first-degree murder. And the first guy put to death was John McCaffrey of Kenosha. Murdered his wife, and he was hanged publicly before an audience of several thousand people. Such a big crowd, it became a spectacle. And they, they I guess, the hanging... And the crowd, uh, like, upset a lot of people. So they decided to abolish it by 1853. Look at that. I guess, Even back then. I were... guess people were enjoying themselves too much. Nah. Uh, they are going to hold this year's Christmas parade. They're not going to drop the tradition because of this, but clearly a lot more security, a bunch of barriers will be put up to make sure no vehicles can drive through any of the area. Uh, but they're going to hold it two weeks later, so it won't happen until the first Sunday in, the, in December. So they're trying to rebuild life there. All right, when we come back, uh, Gavin Newsom, apparently proud that uh, while the California test scores for the, ch- for the kids were abysmal, uh, we didn't sink as much as the other states, but, you know, you need to hear a longer explanation as to how bad the student test scores are in California. Yeah. We'll get into it. Coming up, John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. But, you know, vote for him again. All right. The Moist Line is uh, roaring back around in just two days. Leave your messages using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon. You can call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. John loves to hear from all of you. He really looks forward to Friday's Moist Line. He embraces it. Oh, yeah. A couple of news nuggets. Guess who moved into Twitter HQ? Elon Musk. For some yeah. reason, he was carrying a sink, but he made a joke about it. Let this sink in. I, I, he was actually carrying like a little bathroom sink. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't get it. But... He is referring to himself, and I do like this, as the chief twit. Let's see if he lays he's off gonna, it, Oh, he's supposed to lay off 75% of the staff. That's what he's threatening to do. Yeah. Probably. All those, yeah. all those. I always wondered what people do with those social media companies. That they uh, they censor people's opinions. That's what they do. <laughs> Don't you have like a computer algorithm that does? They that? walk they walk around getting offended. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, big story today, and I did find out something. I've been waiting hours to find out one nugget. Beverly Baker is the woman that's making world news. The video is everywhere. She's the Pasadena woman that went up to a neighbor's home, a neighbor, family lives several blocks away, and took a pickaxe to the house. It is 
troubling. It is like almost a perfect Halloween video. She looks like something from a horror movie, from her outfit to the pickaxe. And she just starts smashing the windows and sides of the house. And Thankfully, nobody was hurt. There was a baby in a bassinet, but a grandmother scooped up the baby quickly before the glass smashed into the room. This is why, I, so did I say, John, earlier, I wanted to see anybody that knows her would say anything. Okay? There is somebody that's emerged. No name, but it is the ex-husband. <laughs> the ex-husband. The, the ex-husband says <laughs> yeah, I had a she's clearly of- suffering a mental health crisis. Oh, that's thanks. all he said. Well, I thanks, know, genius. It wasn't much, but somebody surfaced. An ex-husband. Well, he's he's probably happy he got out of there alive. Uh, Can you imagine what's what, what he saw inside the house? She actually walks up to the house, smashes it, walks away, comes back again. Yeah, smashes all the windows. They had these floor-to-ceiling doors, and yeah. she wiped out every single window, and, and then the glass shattered and fell into the bassinet, and the grandma had rescued the baby just five seconds before all this glass landed in, the, uh, in her bed there. Well, we don't know is why this house, because she lives blocks away. So I, and I thought when I saw the headline last night, it's got to be a homeless person. It's not. She no. lives no, I mean, 65 years old, too. Yeah. Long, black curls, spooky looking. And she had a long uh, green-blue dress right down to the floor. I don't know. He, uh, the guy who owns the, the guy who owns the house, or the father of the baby, said that uh, that this was a targeted attack on his family. That's but what he thinks. I, I don't know she said she does say, "Get out," just like the movie, "Get out." So maybe he took that to mean. <laughs> he actually, she yelled. Questions? Questions, anyone? I'll be back. Get out. <laughs> questions? <laughs> I wouldn't have come out to ask any questions. Oh no, God. sir. I won't be at that press conference. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attentions to Governor Dippity Do. Uh, Sunday night. Speaking of get out. Newsom issued a press release claiming that just released educational assessment data shows that California performed better than most other states and the nation on the National Assessment of Educational Progress data. These are the student test scores that we talked about the other day. Uh, So he wanted to use this opportunity to brag a bit. And he loves to compare us to other states. Eat your heart out, Texas, Florida. He even claimed that the National Assessment of Educational Progress data show California students held steady in reading while the nation declined. Lost less ground in math than students nationally. Held steady at an extremely low rate. Right. There's not much more to fall. That. I uh, Honestly, you just can't get much lower than we are already. So even having a catastrophic year and a half with uh, most of the schools closed could damage these low ratings. You know, at some point, at some point, there's just a certain percentage of intelligent, resilient kids who are motivated to learn and there's nothing you could do to them. And I think that's all that's left. You know what? What the California Globe has is a much better perspective here. They they took a three-year time period from 2019 to 2022, and they looked at different demographics, um, math proficiency, because we're the children are particularly awful in math in this state. White students dropped from 47% to 34% proficiency in three years. Wow. Black students dropped from 10% to 7% proficiency. You're close to the margin of error there. Hispanic yeah. students dropped from 15 to 11%. This is what I'm saying. 
when you're at 7 and 11%, there's very little room to fall lower. And what does proficiency mean? That you're just at a level where you, you got enough to... That, you, that you're doing what the minimum requirements for your age. For, for your age, right? Yeah. Your grade, right. Low-income students, 11%. Those are the ones eligible for the free school lunch program. So we give them all that free food, get nothing for it. Even affluent students drop from 50% to 41. Wow. Reading is bad, too. White students drop from 45 to 39. This is over a three-year period. Yeah, Newsom, This is, by the way, Newsom's entire term as governor. <laughs> Lying sack. Uh, black students uh, slightly increased, 10 to 15%. Hispanic students, 19 to 20. Low-income students, 18 to 20. This is reading again. And affluent students decreased a bit from 47 to 45. Um, I, 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 what I don't understand is, because there's constant public prattling about the children, <laughs> why are we so cruel to them? Why do we create school systems that fail them so badly? Yeah, and, and that story last hour, how, you know, in Bonin's West L.A., oh, right. we allow the, all the homeless the traumatized yeah. to traumatize the kids. Why do we do that? What is, what is that about? They, mm. I mean, we all know what the problems are. We hear about them constantly, and nothing changes. And even, even, I, even the kids' parents at these schools don't try to facilitate any change. And again, it's, it's, the most powerful union in the state is the California Teachers Union. And why, why are they so cruel? Uh, There's like some strange psychosis that's overtaken the whole, the whole society. It's also the creeping crawl. We've had so much migration over the decades where you're bringing in kids that don't know the language and they come from low-income families. It's like an impossible task to get them up to a proficiency level. And that has only worsened. Oh, We're still seeing yeah. the effects of that. But that's what strikes me. Even the affluent students, you can't even yeah, get Yeah, they drop too, you, I know. You can't even get a 50% rating on that. That is weird, yeah. It's below 50 for reading and math. All right, so they have all the money. They come from uh, privilege. And still, more than half of them have, don't know what they're doing. Is some of that the Zoom school? Well, it, that's the thing. It, it goes back to 2019, this particular study. So... It, it was bad in 2019. Yeah. It's always been bad in California. Why? All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, Jerry Lee Lewis is alive, but... Uh, Still? Tim Go died. He is a radio presenter in Britain who died while on the air. Isn't that like your biggest nightmare to... just? Well, uh... What did that sound like? Was I think a record was playing at the oh, time. And he well. was broadcasting from home, so I guess nobody knew from a studio in his home. And I guess once the record just got or whatever oh, he used to play the music. So it didn't happen while he was actually speaking on the air? No, I don't think it did. No. Oh, all right. Because no. I was going to say, I, want, I wanted to hear a clip of that. That's pretty ghoulish. Happy Halloween. Oh, you'd listen to it. I'm going to take a pickaxe to your house. If you were, if you read that some guy died on the air, you'd want to hear what kind of like weird noise he made and uh, Wait. Okay. Like what it's seizing up. It's, that's right. If you heard a death rattle before he hit the floor, some sort you of know. croak. Yeah, like a. Oh, there you, you know, go. Thanks, you're helping a, out. Little gagging sound.
Uh, We have another shortage to report on. And this may be more serious than you think. We're running out of helium. (laughs) A global helium shortage. This has been going on for years. I, you, you're right, because I remember you told me years ago when you went to the balloon store, yes. they didn't have any helium. No, and I was outraged. Uh, and I didn't, yeah, I, your kids' balloons I thought to it keep was, them afloat. I thought it was local mismanagement. I didn't realize it was a worldwide problem. Uh, it is. And apparently it is extracted from the earth, in case people weren't sure where helium comes from. And more than just the balloons, it's used in MRIs. I didn't know this. Yeah, MRIs cannot work without them. An MRI can't function without some 2,000 liters of ultra-cold liquid helium keeping the magnets cool enough to work. You have Helium is found deep within the Earth's crust, and it's running low, and hospitals are trying to figure out what are they going to do with a scarcer supply. They may tell you, sorry, we can't do your MRI. We have no helium. Bring your own helium. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have to keep it liquid. Uh, uh, helium boils at minus 452 degrees. So you, so you have to keep it extremely cold. It's the coldest element on Earth, liquid helium. Wow. And, and uh... helium lets the current, the magnetic current travel, resistance-free. And that's why the MRI can work. But you were right. I remember there were problems with helium years ago. It may be getting worse. And one of the reasons, believe it or not, is Russia. An enormous new facility in eastern Russia was supposed to supply nearly one-third of the world's helium. But a fire last January derailed the timeline. It could resume operations, but the war in Ukraine has stopped trade between the two countries. Right. (laughs) It's always about Putin. You know what? We don't. We don't. It's oil. It's helium. No, but do you know natural gas? All the important stuff that we need in modern life, we don't have any control over. Like the Russians have a third of the helium, right? And they're not going to give us any helium for a long time. And it's like the Chinese have control over uh, cobalt and all those other elements they need to create electric car batteries because they bought up all the mines in the Congo. Right. And, and, and that other story, we didn't get to it today, but the, the, uh, the, a, hu- a huge chip manufacturer is in Taiwan, and if China ever barges into Taiwan and takes it over, we might be out of luck. Uh, oh, they think it could be as big as the 1929 stock market crash. Yeah, because they— We need those chips. They not only produce an enormous number of chips, they produce the most advanced chips, and all our computers are tuned— to use these advanced chips. And and only now are our companies starting the process of building chip factories in this country. Of course, it takes years and billions of dollars to get a factory going. And they say their products still won't be as good as this company in uh, Taiwan called TSMC. Well, we really are on the edge with a lot of things. The worst thing we ever did was to outsource all the manufacturing to China, Taiwan, Vietnam, everywhere else. Yeah, just, we're paying the price, aren't just we? Preposterous. Only because, and they did it because it's so much cheaper. People work at slave wages. There's no environmental laws there. That's and, right. Well, everything's about getting cheaper goods. Yeah, but this is going to cost everybody a hell of a lot now. Why do you think Walmart stuff is cheap? Cheaper? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you always end up paying for it. We're going to get bitten by by that uh, theory. 
Oh, I didn't think you were coming in. Yeah, we were told you're well, not going to make it. Well, I made it. I got that stuck. long commute? I got stuck in traffic on Olive. There was uh, I missed a light there. I thought I was going to make it. Um, I uh, so Elon Musk walks into Twitter. He uh, you know he'll own that thing as of uh, Friday. That's got to be pretty cool to walk into a company like that. You paid forty billion dollars for, and you're the you're the big guy now. Yeah, you until, know until you meet the employees. Right, they realize all, you spent they hate 40, you. They yeah. spent forty billion dollars on this crowd. Right for 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 employees that ninety eight percent of them hate him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. What can you do? Uh, L.A. City Council, we'll talk to uh, Blake uh, Trolley about the L.A. City Council. I guess Kevin DeLeon and uh, Gil Cedillo are, are uh, not, not going anymore. What? Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. That's breaking news. Yeah, that's breaking news right there. Uh, and then we also have, um, uh, what is this? Oh, the government's gonna make uh, putting a billion dollars for electric school buses. Have you ever seen one of these things catch fire, these electric school buses? Not Ye- seen it. No. Years yeah. ago, I saw uh, saw photos Yeah. because we had, a, we had uh, electric buses in L.A., and if they went uphill... They burn up. They would, yeah, they would burn up, catch fire. In fact, uh, David Goldstein had a report of all the burned out buses that the city keeps in an abandoned lot. Yes, right, exactly. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so the school buses that catch fire are now going to be uh, transporting our kids. So good idea. <laughs> and uh, police seeking to identify a man who stole 14 ATM machines in Brea. You, you got to give it to that guy. Right, those well, are heavy, aren't they? That's a, that's a good haul. They're extremely heavy, and usually one has around forty to sixty thousand dollars in it. But that wasn't enough for him, right? He was going for it in life, <laughs> and you got to give it to him, the guy. You well, know, maybe he's a, listening right now, enjoying a beer, that's and just, a seven-figure haul. Then, yeah, right. Look, my dad always says, if you, you know, if, if, you shouldn't commit crime, but if you're going to do it, you got to retire on it. You yeah. know, you can't do this yeah. petty crap where you that's steal a piece right. of pizza from Seven Eleven. Go big. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and and, it, and if and if I walk into another Seven Eleven where the clerk looks at me like I'm stealing something, I'm going to go ape s. <laughs> Every time I walk into any Seven Eleven, the yeah. guy looks at me like I'm stealing. Crap. You, wow. Everybody, everybody. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest. Customer service I've ever seen in They're my all life. Traumatized. And then I, yeah. I I paid for something and I was supposed to get uh, I, it was a six dollar item and I was supposed to get fourteen dollars back in change. So I gave the guy a one. I go give me a ten and two fives. He goes oh I'd only have ones. I go what? So I got to go for this. Is like, it's like dealing a homeless guy. I said the guy outside the door begging has twenties. <laughs> he does. I saw him on the way in. in Big dog. Yeah, in his potty had twenties. And and they, every time a Seven Eleven gets a twenty, man, that goes right in the safe oh, yeah. and they jump on him, protect it. And, they, and, and God Almighty, that's a that's a that's a business that's got to change. The crappy food there. Don't get me started, John. Don't get me started. Hey, you got all night. All right, four all hours right. of this. Right. Ding dong. Highways next. Ding dong. Here's the news. Here we go. KFI, KOSDHD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.